It is uh, the week after the U.S. Open, and we're going to do a little look back at that, and then we're going to look ahead a little bit as well uh, over the course of the show. Um, <laughs> one of the things I've, since I've started playing golf, one of the things I've always um, adhered to is you don't get between a man and his golf. And um, that's what I'm not doing this morning uh, with my first guest, who is um, soon going to be heading to the first tee, but uh, we're going to talk to him early and uh, allow him to get to that. Gary Van Sickle, um, a friend of the show, I believe, and uh, has been here many times. And you can find Gary's writings at uh, morningread.com. Uh, good morning, Gary. Are you ready to uh, talk or play? Which one? All right. I'm not. Uh, I'm darn near awake, so I think that makes me ready to talk, uh, ready to play. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it's funny you say. Yeah, he's ready for the first tee. It's like, yeah, the kids program the first tee. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> There's a couple of kids. I can take them. Yeah, I got you. Um, oh, but so, only, but only a couple. Only a couple. Yeah, I don't. I don't like watching kids play. No, I'm just kidding. Um, so. Give me your uh, rearview mirror look at what took place last week at Pebble Beach. Well, anytime a guy wins a major championship for the first time, or any, honestly, anytime a guy wins any tournament for the first time, everybody says, oh, the floodgates are going to open, blah, blah, blah. And they almost never do, but sometimes they do. The thing about Gary Woodland is he was a big hitter, a uh, pretty good ball striker, and not very good on the green and, and, around the, and around the green by tour standards. And if he's now going to chip and putt like a guy who's, you know, top 20, top 30 putter, top chipper, uh, he's going to be a threat. So it's going to be interesting to see, is he going to be able to continue this? I mean, I don't know that the, the British Open is someplace that's going to suit him. And I'm not sure with two uh, with twin girls on the way, I'm not even sure he's you know, he's, he's going to be able to go over to uh, Northern Ireland for that because they're due in early August. So I haven't heard an update on that, but I think it's going to be fun. Uh, you know, I thought Brooks Koepka was going to hunt, hunt him down. Koepka's the king of the hill. Like, he's the yep. best guy. He's the, only, he's the only real closer we have in golf, not counting Tiger Woods, who, you know, may or may not still have that closing ability. We saw it in Augusta, but he's kind of looked like a physical wreck since then. Mm-hmm. So... Yeah, Kepka's the king of the hill. He kind of reestablished that, even though he got nipped by Gary Woodland, who might be who might be one of the new. You know, we got a new Fab Five. Maybe he's the new Fab Five. I don't know. It's it was fun to watch. Who doesn't like being at Pebble Beach? It was a great week all the way around, and uh, I didn't need sunscreen because the marine layer moved in. So you know, it was a win-win, Mike. Right. I, I, I've experienced both of those out there. Um, isn't it funny, and, and, you know, throughout the years, those of us who have covered and watched golf, you realize that the guy that's got, and it's mostly been his putting zeroed in, is the most dangerous guy that week. And for Woodland, you know, as you said, it may have been the fact that he's he was able to chip the ball from around the greens that might have been the key to him winning. Now, like you said, can he do that again? You know, who knows? We'll see. But there are a lot of guys who get hot for a week with their putting, and they win. You know, well, I, I, I'm not yeah. sure. 
that that's how it works. You know, there's there's kind of two types of players on the PGA Tour. There's these guys who are great ball strikers, whether it's uh, you know guys who are great ball strikers and not great putters. Like a Rocco Media would be a good example. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a lot of guys in that a lot of guys in that boat, and then there's guys like uh, you know Jeff Maggard. I'm thinking of some older guys. And there's guys who are great putters and maybe a pretty iffy, scratchy with the ball striking, like a Ben Crenshaw and Corey Pavin and players like that. And the week those guys get their game swing straightened out for a week, you know, they win. And the, the same with the ball strikers. The week they get hot with a putter, which isn't that often, is when they win. They can get hot more often, they're dangerous. So Woodland cross, Woodland cross that line, and we don't know. Look, all these guys are good. They all have weeks where they get hot with a putter. Can he sustain it? But he was working with somebody. He he sure looked good stroking the ball. I mean, like you said, Mike, uh, there was there were some great shots that won Gary Woodland that tournament. The two I can't get out of my mind. I remember is on Saturday in the third round when he kind of shanked one out of the bunker where the ball was way you know it was like yeah. knee high. It was like waist level. He weird lie. He shanks it, then he chips it in to save par. Looked like he was going to crack. And then, of course, on 17 on Sunday he's. God, he's on the wrong side of that hourglass green at 17, right. and he's got a chip from on the green, which you or I would uh, be scared to take a divot of. Well, no you doubt. know, you might, you might be. I, I probably just go ahead and you know take sure. a rip at it. That's right. But he yeah. hit that. He nipped that perfectly and made a check, and that's a tough shot for us, us amateur hacks. So those those two chip shots. I mean, the ball, the game. It's not about hitting the ball. It's about getting the ball in the hole. Right. And all the instruction and all the teachers and all the tips are almost all about how to hit the ball and swing the club and not as much about how to get the ball in the hole. And everybody, you know, I know uh, back when I played some amateur stuff for fun, when I had something big coming up, I spent I spent all my time, you know, I, I would try to spend an hour a day putting and an hour a day chipping for like a week ahead of time because that's what the game is. It's the game right. about getting the ball in the hole, and that's the stuff. None of us somehow ever find time to practice because you know what? Practicing chipping just isn't that much fun. It's kind no. of tedious. Yes. But you got to have that feel and you got to know how the ball's going to react. And you, you got to be out in the course not thinking about, oh, now I'm going to, you know, thinking about mechanics even on your chip shot. You want to just feel it and then just do it. And you can't do that unless you, you know, you hit 100 balls a day for a couple of days in a row or a couple <laughs> hundred. So it does make a big difference. And Gary Woodland just proved it. Who was the, um, or who were maybe the biggest disappointments last week? Well, obviously Phil Mickelson. I guess a lot of people thought he might actually do something. Uh, I was not one of them, mm-hmm. so a lot of people were disappointed by Phil, and he kind of said since then, like, ah, oh, maybe I'm resigned to not winning the U.S. Open. And I think Tiger, not really, uh, you know. He, you could see something was wrong with Tiger. He wasn't really going after anything. He wasn't, he really, he left driver in the bag most of the time. And he was just trying to, you know, play chess around the golf course and make as many parts as he could, maybe get a couple of birdies. And he was doing a phenomenal job. He was one under through 34 holes, yep. which isn't horrible. You know, the scores are low, but one under was still on the edge of, you know, I think eight shots back it would have been at the at halfway mark. And then he finished bogey bogey. And, you know, when you're playing that conservative safe game like he was, any mistakes like that, you can't afford them. He went from eight back to ten back just like that. And that that was a killer. So I, I think, 
You know, what we've seen from Tiger is he was sick or something at the PGA, which he certainly looked like it. He, if he wasn't sick, being paired with Brooks Kepka the first day when he watched Kepka dominate the course and blow it past him, that probably would have made him sick. Yep. And then we saw this. And then, uh, you know, Plato Camp Memorial, not bad. And then he came, he came to Pebble Beach, of course, you know, where he won by 15 shots in 2000. And he just, he just looked like he was afraid to hit anything big. So I don't know if it was the cold weather. I don't know if there's something more going on. He's alluded to the fact that, oh, every shot he hit hurts. So that's something he hasn't admitted in the past. So, I, I, you know, it feels like to me there's he's not feeling even as good as he felt at Augusta. And I'm starting to think that, you know, Augusta this year was his Jack Nicholas in 86 encore, mm-hmm. encore moment. Uh, I don't, you know, I, I wouldn't be surprised if, if that was it. Because, you know, how is this guy going to feel well enough four rounds in a row to win another major? Plus, the worst thing is, he's got to beat Brooks Kepka, and he knows from seeing him in Louis, it's seeing him in the PGA. Like I don't know if I can't beat that guy. He's he's the best guy around. He's the new Tiger. I mean, yep. you know, not not the sense the Tiger was, but he's that much that much better than most of the other guys. So, I am um, of the opinion that I'm to quote what the what the youngsters say these days. Um, I am over Phil Mickelson and the U.S. Open. Yes. Um, you know, the whining every year about it. Now, you know, he gave us his uh, Sergio Garcia moment where maybe I'm just not good enough to win the Open. Okay, then let's not talk about it anymore. Let's just go play and let the chips fall where they may. Well, it, it, I, I, I totally agree, except he – he tantalizes us. He teases us. Mm-hmm. You know, he comes back and wins Pebble Beach this year. It's like, are you kidding me? And he, he won the thing in Mexico, the World Golf Championship, which yep. I don't think meant that much. But he still won against a bunch of guys who are pretty good, and they're all trying hard. So he can still do something uh, on the right week. But, yeah, it, it, it seems like anytime you expect Phil to do well, you get disappointed. The only times he does well is when you've totally written him off. <laughs> yeah. So uh, you know, so I hate to write him off because that means he's going to come back. I don't know. He, he's yeah. you know, people get tired of his Pollyanna attitude, but that's 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 really who he is. He is the most positive guy. He can, you know, he shrugs off bad shots. He he doesn't let it bother him, and everybody thinks it, thinks it's an act. But it, that's that's the way he is. He just thinks he can come back and do this and that. So the fact that he even publicly admits the open thing. It's probably not true because that's not him. He, no. I'm, I, I, I would bet you if he was honest, he would tell you, yeah, I, he, he can still win the Open. But this is a way of diffusing the pressure he feels. Everybody's saying, oh, he's, you know, especially at Pebble Beach where he's, supposed, you know, he's, he's won. Sure. It's just a way to take himself off the hook and have people not, not ask him about it. Which, you well, know, is not a bad ploy if people, you know, don't see right through you, which a couple of us, a couple of us have. So... <laughs> Yeah, Phil's uh, not really a factor. And if he is, you know, he's obviously fighting something with a putter and has been for three or four or five years on the short ones. And, you know, we know what that word is. Nobody wants to say that on Saturday morning, but we know what it is. Yes, so he's fighting that. And uh, that's going to make it very tough. You know, you give up one or two of those putts in a week, and, you know, you, you're not going to beat Brooks Kepka or Justin Thomas or <laughs> yeah. Dustin Johnson. It's a, it's, a, it's a tough league out there. You can't give up shots. 
So let's look forward now. Um, Royal Port, Port Rush in three weeks or four weeks, whatever it is. Nobody, well, not nobody, a large uh, portion of the golf community has never seen Royal Port Rush. It's supposed to be one of the great courses in the world. That's where the British Open will be. What do, you, what do you think will happen with the guys going over there and seeing it for the first time? And, you know, it's not – it's a Lynx course. It's going to be windy. It's going to be rainy. It's going to be crazy that week. Um, what do you see with that course? Well, I think a lot of – yeah, a lot of the Americans haven't seen it. They're going to get over there going to go, hey, this course is great. Why haven't we been playing here before? Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, I – you know, and some of the Europeans certainly will have played it, so I, I would, that might give them an edge. I, you know, the the most obvious thing is Brooks Kepka's caddy is Ricky Elliott. Ricky Elliott grew up at Royal Port Rush. He was a caddy there for a long time before he got on tour and started working professional tournaments. He knows every blade of grass at Northern at Royal Port Rush. Mm-hmm. Brooks Kepka, I mean, if that's not worth two shots a day over the rest of the Americans, I, I'd be shocked. Yeah. So, far as I can, far as I feel, if Brooks, Brooks Kefka's on his game at all, and he should be because he just played, you know, he's already eight shots up on the rest of the Americans. <laughs> now that may not be the case with some of the Europeans, but to me, he's already got a big head start. You know, Kenny didn't hit your shots; he's still got to be playing well. And I like the fact that we've seen Kepka flight shots before. I, I think back to that four iron he hit uh, to six feet to basically clinch the PGA. Right. Bell Reeve last year, yep. where he just got up and hit a low one and hit. And he was farther than he can hit it, and he said, "I'm just going to jump." It. I mean, he just stiffed it. He, he's a clutch player. He's got a pretty good short game. Didn't make as many putts as he could have at Pebble Beach, but uh, you know, he's admittedly as a Florida guy. He hates putting on Poe, mm-hmm. and he did pretty well considering. So, I don't know if he can, if he can figure out the greens over there. That's going to be probably slower than he's used to. But to me, he's the overwhelming favorite by far. And after him, you're looking at guys who are just playing well. I mean, Adam Scott's been up there how many weeks in a row? And, again, he's fighting the putter. Yep. But he's such a good player, he's up there. And, you know, I don't know what to think about Tiger, except uh, he 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 looks he looked a little bit like damaged goods at, uh, at Pebble. He just didn't look like he really felt comfortable. And if it's going to be cold weather again, if that's the problem, then he's got another problem in, North, in yeah. Northern Ireland. So yeah. other than that, you know, if it's a typical British Open and it's windy and it's about scrambling and getting up and down, well, that brings up a, a name like Jordan Spieth, who obviously is the best in that category. The problem is he's like the worst getting off the tee. He can't find a fairway with a fairway finder. <laughs> to use an analogy that a writer would use, you know, that's yes. a really good one. Uh, it's like falling faster than a large, heavy thing that's falling. You know, hmm. I'm actually I'm actually better at bad analogies than good analogies. So I, that's they're actually and they're actually more fun. I, I you know, it, it's it's a great unknown. I mean, as far as trying to handicap or look ahead, these guys haven't played it. There's not much of a track record there. Right. Guys who have the home games typically have the most pressure because all their buddies want tickets. They got this going on. They everybody's right. calling their wife and doing. The, it's a big distraction to have a home game. So somebody like Graham McDowell or Rory McIlroy, there's two guys you would think, holy cow, they got, they, they know that course pretty well. They they should probably be the favorites. And maybe they should be. So there, there's 
three guys I would watch would be, you know, the, the Irishman and, uh, you know, Brooks Koepka is the guy to beat every time you go to a major. He's my default pick yep. to win every major until until further notice because I don't see anybody who plays the game like he does. He, we thought we thought Dustin Johnson and Justin Thomas and Jordan Spieth and Jason Day and Rory were all pretty good players. And then, yep. then Brooks Koepka came up and showed – Here's how you finish off a major. Here's how you win. It's like he, he he's like his hobby is beating people. He just can't wait to beat people. Yep. You got that killer well, instinct like a young Raymond Floyd, which is what I like. So I I I, I like everything about him, and I like his no nonsense attitude. Uh, I like the way what he said about Tiger and Augusta after he beat him at yep. PGA. He says, "I enjoy stopping history." It's like there's mm-hmm. a guy you want on your team. Hey. Um, Jordan Spieth was my guy a few years ago. He was my default pick because I thought he was just going to keep winning yep. majors. But, hey, that's the way the game goes. But, as usual, we have run over our time, and your tea oh, time no. is coming up. Yeah. Um, so you go out and play well, and um, thanks for coming on this morning. Always a pleasure. Well, thanks for moving me up in the lineup, and uh, I'm going to go out there and make you proud. Oh, boy. I'll look forward to the yeah. report. Yeah, no, I, I'm, I made, I'm not going to go out there and make you proud. I'm, but I am going to go out there. All right. Gary, thanks. I'll talk to you soon. All right. Thanks, Mike. All right. Gary Van Sickle, uh, longtime golf writer, funny guy, and a wise guy.